Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. Or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with durable colors that last all season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Transition seasons are not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Let me just say that, right? No, Off, like, yeah. There's no mistaking about this. It's truly like a so stretching. Is, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. literally. Yes, yes. And so this is the place where it is great to meet with counselors. Mm-hmm. It is great to meet with mentors. It is great to read books on, you know, building a vision for your life and mm-hmm. take, I'm all for all the personality quizzes mm-hmm. and what should you do with your life things. I love those things to a certain extent. Don't mm-hmm. get obsessed with them, but do something every single day that is helping uh, give you some excitement about the future. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Nikki. Welcome to She. Hi, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Thank you for being here. I am so looking forward to this topic. This is a topic I have shared quite a bit about and just it feels really close to my heart given my own journey. So I'm really looking forward to diving into that. But just to start, can you share some of your background and what led you to write about the in-between seasons of life? I relate to this so much. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. You are in a big in-between season right now yourself. So I can see how this message would resonate with the life situation you're facing right now. So yeah, I uh, am a wife and mom to six children and they range from ages 22 all the way down to eight. So life has been very full the past few months. Three of our boys are adopted. And so we have been in a big transition season and bringing them home. But yeah, that's kind of like a little bit who I am. I'm an author speaker with Proverbs 31 Ministries. Mm -hmm. And really, Jordan, what led me to this point of sitting down with this message was for many months, I was waking up and I just kept feeling like I was lost. Mm -hmm. Like I just didn't know where I belonged and life was changing. And I just, I couldn't figure out why I felt so unsettled in life. And so... One of the things I really enjoy doing as a Bible teacher is going to the Word of God and finding someone who has experienced some of the same emotions and feelings that we're experiencing in our season of life. Mm -hmm. Get behind them and learn some lessons about how to like work through that season of our life really well, uh, maybe not so well. Maybe we can learn some lessons about how they didn't do things well mm-hmm. and just see what God has to teach us about biblical characters. Mm, 
Yeah, that's so good. I mean, I completely relate to that feeling of like, I just don't feel settled or I feel kind of like things aren't where they're supposed to be or I feel kind of lost. I think all of us have felt that at one point or another for various different reasons, whether we're in a season of transition or we're in a season of waiting, just kind of these times where we're like, I just feel a little lost, you know? And I think speaking to that is so important because I don't think we talk about it a whole lot. Like the the waking up and feeling that way and feeling unsettled and not really knowing why, like that's just such a common experience. Yeah. I don't think we're really talking about that. We talk about grief or we talk about confidence or we talk about these other different feelings we may have or, or, you know, challenges we may navigate, but this is kind of a hard to define one in some ways, you know, it's hard to put like parameters on in a way. So I'm really glad that you're, you're writing on it. And I know your latest book is on the in-between seasons of life, that space between what was and what's to come. Tell us what you mean by your title, because I think this is really interesting. The title is You're New Now. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what you just said is exactly right. We're big on focusing on the past, mm-hmm. like what we've lost, what's no more. Uh, we're also really big, especially in our Christian, Christian culture, of looking at the future, right? Mm-hmm. Like having a vision for your life and setting those goals and those dreams. And listen, I am one of those girls. Mm-hmm. I love to do that in life. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I think happens is when we're in a place of transition and change Mm -hmm. is we don't recognize it because we're either so focused on the past or we're so, you know, like, hurry up. I wish the future would come. Mm -hmm. And so this place of like, you're new now, like this is where you are today. It's Mm -hmm. not where you wish you were. It's not where you had hoped you would be at this Mm -hmm. point, but it's where you are right here and right now. And there's not a lot of people having conversations about this space in our life. You're exactly right about that. Yeah, that's so good. And I, I think you're right because I, I don't know if you felt this way, but I know when I'm in a season of transition or when things aren't really looking how I thought they would in a certain season, like I thought I'd be here, but instead I'm there. It is so tempting to want to like go back or to fast forward. You know what I mean? Like it's like either I want to just fast forward and get through this, you know, kind of awkward in between and get to where I want to be, or I want to go back to how things were because that felt a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more familiar, a little bit more like happy or whatever it might be. But this like title really does kind of challenge you to embrace this present season and it may feel new. It may feel uncomfortable, right? But I love that. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a good way to describe that in-between season. And I know before Mm -hmm. you began writing this book, you surveyed a number of women in different seasons of life about their experience of life changes. And I know I'm like, I hate change. Like a transition is hard for me. (laughs) So what did you discover when you talked to different women about this? What feelings and questions do women have in common as they face these big transitions or these big transitions? And why is waiting for new beginnings so hard? Okay, so Jordan, this was the most fascinating part of this whole research project for this book. I am obsessed with like learning about how other people are doing life and experiencing things. And one of the things I think we do as women is we kind of put ourselves in little circles of people that are in the same season of life as us, right? Mm -hmm. So we're like, I want to be with people who have kids my age or are single or in college. Mm -hmm. And we miss something that I discovered in this research project. So I surveyed several hundred women and I wanted to hear the language that they were using about transition seasons. So We had young women, uh, 19, 20, just getting ready to graduate from college all the way up to women in their 70s. I think we even had one woman who was in her 80s take Mm -hmm. the the survey. And so you're talking about a wide variety of life, Mm -hmm. right? Like college, young adult, career, stay-at-home moms, going back to work moms, retiring people. Mm -hmm. 
And the thing that was so fascinating to me was that no matter if it was the woman who just experienced a divorce or a woman who was getting ready to send her first child to kindergarten or college or something like that, they were using the same words. So they were saying things like, I just feel so lost right now. I don't know where I belong. I don't know what's next for me. Like so many women were in this place of, I know there's something else coming, but I can't see it right here and right now. And so I think it's an important lesson for us to take away from this conversation is that sometimes we're quick to discount people who are in a different season of life than we are, but there's always common ground and there's always things that we can learn from one another, no matter what circle we find ourselves in today. Yeah, that's so good. I think you're right. It is so easy to almost like compare your transition or your season to someone else's, but there are, there is common ground and there's common feelings, whether, like you said, whether you're sending your kid off to kindergarten for the first time or preparing to get married or retiring, like these big life transitions come with similar feelings, even if the exact situation is so drastically different. And I think being reminded that we can relate on those things is actually really encouraging because it allows us to remember, like, maybe I could go talk to my grandma about this or my aunt yes. or, you know, somebody I wouldn't ne- necessarily go to because I naturally, if I'm thinking about the season of life I'm in, I'm going to go think to talk to my peers who are experiencing similar things, which can be helpful But sometimes getting insight from others who are going through slightly different things or in different seasons can also be really helpful. So I'm I'm glad you pointed that out. That's so good. Okay. Another one, another question I wanted to ask you is how can we overcome self-disillusionment during times of transition and really kind of untangle our own unrealistic expectations and those of others when, you know, we're walking through a season like this? Yeah. So when life is not looking like we expected it to look at the point that we're at in our lives, Mm -hmm. this is where... Uh, the enemy of our souls really starts to mess with our heads. Mm -hmm. And it becomes a place where we can start this to write this story of it's never going to happen. It's never going to be different. Mm -hmm. Things are never going to be how I wanted them to be. And so, uh, you know, I had a friend, Jordan, who just had a birthday the other day. And one of the things I felt like the Holy Spirit told me to text her was that he was going to meet her desires in this new season of her life in a way that he could only meet them. So not Mm. this plan that we've talked about Mm. for her life, not Mm. these dreams, these desires that she has, but only, only the way that God could do that. And I know like, you know, I followed your journey for a long time and just watching how God has fulfilled the desires of your heart to be a mom. And, you know, you went through a really long season Mm -hmm. of like, hey, this is not what I thought Mm -hmm. this was going to look like. And it it becomes a place where we can start to have like hopelessness. Mm -hmm. And the thing that we have to remember about being a follower of Jesus is that hope is not a wish, right? Like, it's not like, I wish things were different. I wish I could change this. I wish God would move. Hope is a confidence that God cannot lie. And so if his word promises us something, we can hold tight to that. If he has given us a personal promise that aligns with God's word, Mm -hmm. we can hold on to that. And we can believe that God is going to do this in the way that only he can do this. Mm -hmm. So it's a place of surrender. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But it's also a place where something has to shift inside of us where we have to go, okay, this isn't how I thought it was going to be at this point, but I trust God so much that I don't want anything before he says now. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's so good. And also, I mean, even what you're talking about with hope, I love the way you you differentiated that from a wish because I think sometimes we can make the hope so circumstantial. And I know something yeah. that I really had to learn in my journey is like the hope has to be bigger than the outcome I desire. Like, yes, mm-hmm. I hope that that, or I wish that that will happen, but ultimately the hope is eternal and it's so much bigger. And I think the more that I had to lean into that, the more I came to this place of surrender, like not a giving up, but I, okay, this might be, this story might look different than the way I planned it, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean it can't turn out really good. And the Lord just surprised me, you know? And I think that a lot of us have experienced that one way or another. And you're like, oh my gosh, I literally never could have planned it this way, you know? But you almost have to get to that place where you release. Because I think we want God to work in the framework of how we pictured things. And until we can release that a little bit, we're going to feel trapped and like we're drowning, you know? And I think there's a freedom in in releasing that and allowing him to work. And, and, you know, my husband always says like, God works things out in such a way only he can get the glory. And Mm. I think that's a really good thing to remember, you know, because we we sometimes want to take credit because we, you know, tried something or worked hard or, and it doesn't mean that our efforts are are fruitless or pointless, but usually when things aren't working out how we hoped or we like or whatever, trusting that God works things out in such a way only he can get the glory. And it may look entirely different. Like if you had asked me three years ago, if my family would have looked the way I, it, is, it does now, I would have been like, I never would have even thought of that, you know? <laughs> so it's yeah. like, sometimes things just happen in such a way that only God can get the glory. And it has to be that way for a bigger purpose than you just getting what you want, you know, or you just feeling comfortable mm-hmm. in life. Like there's such a bigger story and greater glory being revealed in the midst of that, you know, and sometimes it feels like it's at our expense, but if it's for his glory, mm-hmm. it will be, it will be good, you know? So anyway, yeah, I love that you said that. Okay. Something else I want to ask about is how we can really, this is something I really had to navigate and have, have shared on, but I want to hear your perspective. How can we live with purpose and and, an expectancy even when life pauses or we find ourselves in an unfamiliar season or even a really like tough season of things not looking how we hoped? Yes. So this is the place where I do think it is good to sit down and have a meeting with God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I talk about in the book that God is the CEO of our lives. And so he knows the plan from beginning to end Mm -hmm. and we can trust him that he holds all of this. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the unfortunate part is that God doesn't tell us his plan Mm -hmm. and he will give us glimpses and it'll show us a little bit, but it's up to us to work through our process with God. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe that we're we're in a transition place that we're supposed to just like sit back and just, you know, binge watch Netflix for a few days and, mm-hmm. you know, scroll mindlessly on social media. I actually think this is one of the times where we do need to be really intentional about how we're spending our time mm-hmm. because when we're feeling hopeless or lost or, you know, just kind of confused about where we're heading, mm-hmm. it's really easy to fall into those things that bring us comfort. Yeah. And so transition seasons are not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Let me just say that right no, off. Like yeah. there's no mistaking about that. It's truly like a so stretching. Is, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. literally. Yes. Yes. And so this is the place where it is great to meet with counselors. Mm-hmm. It is great to meet with mentors. It is great to read books on, you know, building a vision for your life and mm-hmm. take, I'm all for all the personality quizzes mm-hmm. and what should you do with your life things. I love those things to a certain extent. Don't mm-hmm. get obsessed with them, but do something every single day that is helping uh, give you some excitement about the future. Mm -hmm. And so even just learning something new about yourself, like Jordan, we live on a farm and I never thought that I would 
like love living on a farm, but mm-hmm. here I am like nine years into this. Mm-hmm. And in this big transition season that our family has been in, this farm has been a place where I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to learn how to grow tomatoes mm-hmm. and I'm going to learn how to, uh, you know, make a horse behave or, you know, yeah. Yeah. discovering something new in the midst of this long wait of a transition can really help you build that holy expectancy for what God still has to come for your life. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that you shared this. I know in my experience, and even I wrote in my book, which is probably very complimentary to your book, Embrace Your Almost and Your your New Now, I feel like they probably serve people in a similar season. And one of the things I talked about was like how healing, but also beneficial and like helpful it was to take time to learn new things, to invest in my health, try hobbies, you know, try new things, like do things you yeah. always wanted to do. My husband in our waiting season, we were like, we want to ride in a hot air balloon. So we went on a hot air balloon ride, you know, like love it. <laughs> just things and learning. Like I learned similar how to garden. Like there was just things that I was like, you know what, I'm going to lean into what I can learn. And similarly, like also went to therapy and certain things like that. But what was so interesting is Although like in my, you know, in between kind of waiting season, you know, I feel like there's like a waiting type season that you can feel lost. It's like an in between and then also like a transition season, right? I've experienced those back to back now. But I know in my like waiting for a family, hoping for a family, that kind of stuff, you know, I I, I felt like by doing those things, by learning new skills, by taking up new hobbies, by doing things I've always wanted to do, by investing in my mental and physical health, all of that stuff. It, it actually prepared me for the next season. Although I wasn't, you know, preparing a nursery and reading parenting books, you don't have to prepare that way because it's always hard to know mm-hmm. like when or if something will happen. Yeah. But it yeah. really not only grew me as an individual and as a follower of Jesus and as a wife and as a friend and all of these things, but in so many ways, I'm like, wow, like I really grew and developed myself. And that actually really has helped me in this early stage of motherhood and probably will be, you know, something that proves to be helpful going forward. And so I think, you know, there's actually like you can live with expectancy in the sense that if you're doing things to live purposely and to grow as an individual, that will help you prepare for the next season, for the future, for the thing you might be hoping for or moving toward, even if you're not directly preparing such as, you know, planning a wedding or, you know, um, making a nursery or whatever it might be. Like you don't have to prepare in those ways. Just allow God to prepare your heart and to grow you and develop you and stretch you in ways that you really maybe not wouldn't have had you not been in this kind of in-between place. So I love that advice. I'm right there with you. And I just remember how like beneficial that's been for me. Did you see my new book, Embrace Your Almost, is officially out in the world, and I can't believe it's available to you anywhere books are sold. You can grab it from Amazon or Target or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. There's some special editions out there, too. Target has an exclusive edition. Barnes & Noble and Books A Million both have signed editions. And you can also get it at local independent bookstores. Anywhere books are sold, you should be able to find it. So if you are walking through a season of unmet expectations or disappointment or broken dreams or waiting or uncertainty, this book will bless your life. If you are not in one of those seasons, but you're just not entirely sure what's next for you, this book will bless your life. And if you have a loved one or a friend or a sister who's walking through a season like that, who's dealing with unmet expectations or broken dreams or uncertainty or waiting, this book will be such a great gift for her or something to pass on to her. So if that sounds like something you need or something a loved one in your life needs, grab a copy. Grab a copy from Amazon. Grab a copy from Barnes & Noble, from Target, from anywhere books are sold. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And I cannot wait to not only get this message in your hands, but also for you to pass on this message and share it because I believe it's more than a message. It's a movement. So as you listen 
as you go about your day, I would love for you to put it in order, grab a copy and start reading as soon as it arrives at your door. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Set your mind free with a free plan from Fidelity. Start by organizing your plan around what matters most to you. As you go, you'll be able to see your full financial picture, which covers spending, saving, debt, and goals in one simple view. Get started by visiting fidelity.com slash free plan. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for- one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Something else I want to talk about, I want to just kind of shift gears here a little bit, but I know in the book, like as you wrote the book, you chose to study the life and character of Moses in relational in relation to transitional seasons. I want to know why did you choose Moses? Can we dig into that a little bit? Oh, yes, we can. This is my passion. <laughs> so one of the things that I always do whenever I'm struggling with something is I do, I, I go to the scriptures and I'm like, who has gone through this in a way that somehow I could learn something from? Mm-hmm. And so 
My last book was actually on the life of Noah. And while I was Mm. studying Noah, there were so many connections to Moses. And so I had just kind of, I mean, I had known, you know, obviously I grew up in the church and I knew the story of Moses to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. But Jordan, when I sat down and really looked at the life of Moses, I still get chills when I talk Mm. about this because only God could have done this. I was blown away by, first of all, Moses's life is divided up perfectly mm-hmm. into seasons. Mm-hmm. He has 40 years, 40 years, and 40 years, okay? Mm-hmm. And other than Jesus himself, there really is no one in the Bible that we could study from birth to death to the extent that we can with mm-hmm. Moses. There's other people that you know we could look at a little bit, but I'm telling you what, the details that God allows us to see through the life of Moses mm-hmm. is, is incredible. And Moses went through major transition seasons in his life. And in each of those places of transition Mm -hmm. where I saw, I divided it up into four seasons, just to kind of, you know, go along with the four seasons, obviously that most of us experience here on earth, but also seasons are really big when it comes to God. It's how He works. And uh, we constantly see Jesus using parables, talking about seasons and harvest and planting and things like that. So as I dug into the life of Moses and I saw how perfectly these four seasons all fit together and just how in every transition space that Moses went through, mm-hmm. he had something really big to teach us about how to do it well. And that's that's the thing that I really wanted to touch on in the book was how to transition well, because no one really like has a handbook mm-hmm. on here's what to do when you don't know where your life is going yeah. or, you know, here's how to go from this season to that season. And I watched so many people not transition well through seasons. Mm -hmm. And in my own life, there were places where I was like, I'm not doing this well. Mm -hmm. And so Moses was the perfect person to get behind to learn how to do this well. That's so interesting. You know, I've never really thought about that. Like I, I would never put Moses and like transitional seasons together, but even just hearing you explain that and even just reflecting a little bit on Moses's life and story, and I've even studied it like really intentionally. I just am familiar with it. It's like, oh yeah, I can totally see that. But isn't it so interesting when you can really look to characters in the Bible and something that you never would have considered before or been able to connect with before, you suddenly find yourself in a season where you're able to learn a lot from that character when you least expect it. Like I feel like that's the coolest, the coolest mm-hmm. experience, you know? So I love I love mm-hmm. that you did that. That's mm-hmm. and I also love that there's a connection to Noah too. That's really interesting. I never really thought about that, but that's now I'm like, okay, yeah. I need to go dig into this. <laughs> um, but something speaking of like this kind of lessons in transition, you build your book on the framework of the four seasons of transition. I think this is something you talk about and I love that it's really clear. So those four seasons that you touch on are development, separation, cultivation, and finished. Can we just like briefly touch on each one of these? Cause I'm curious what these mean. Yes. So here's the thing. In the book, we go through Moses's life from beginning to end, and these seasons follow his life. Okay. Uh, where you find yourself in this story, in this situation, might be very different. Okay, so mm-hmm. we actually have a free assessment on my website, NikkiCoziars.com, where you can go take an assessment to find out which transition season you are in right mm-hmm. now. 
I will give kind of a, a, a warning. You can be in more than one of these seasons mm-hmm. at once. Okay. Uh, you can jump from finished to separation to cultivation to develop. Like you can okay. jump all around. Uh, so that's important to remember as we go through. It's good these. to know because so, I think we like to like be like, "This is my label. This is exactly yeah. where I'm at." <laughs> Wouldn't that be so nice if we had a formula for our uh-huh. life? You will go through this, and then this, and then this, in this but exact order, not. and it's never a mess. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that way. So the season of development, we see this with Moses as he was a child and how he grew up in, he literally went from being abandoned to adopted by royalty. And so he had this incredible childhood that developed him into this person that Pharaoh, the king at the time, uh, was hoping that Moses would hate his very own people. And so one of the key things that we see in the season of development is that even though we have been brought up a certain way or maybe we've been a part of something for a really long time and that's been deeply developed inside of us, it doesn't necessarily mean that's who we have to be. Mm-hmm. And so eventually Moses decided that that was not who he was going to be. And so even though he had been developed to hate his very own people, mm-hmm. he made this decision that he was going to unfortunately kill one of the Egyptians who was beating one of the Hebrew people. Mm-hmm. And we see that that kind of leads Moses into the next season of his life, which is the season of separation. Mm-hmm. Now, Jordan, I will tell you just from some of the initial feedback I've gotten about the book, this tends to be the hardest season for a lot of people. And so this is a place where we see Moses literally become separated from the life that he knew. Mm. He went from being a prince in a palace to being a shepherd in a field. Mm. And so in our transition season, sometimes God does allow us to experience separation. Mm. And this is a place of a lot of grief. Um, sometimes it's a great thing, right? Sometimes we're like, get me away from those people. I don't want to be connected to them anymore. Mm-hmm. But I would say for the most part, there's a grieving process that goes with this season. But there's a lot of good things that God wants to teach us in that season of separation. Then we see Moses step into the season of cultivation. And this, Jordan, I think you would thrive in this season (laughs) because you seem like a girl that loves to just try new things and do new things and step Mm -hmm. forward in faith. And for, you know, people like you and I, maybe this is an exciting season, but for other people, this might be a really hard season because... You like to do things the same way and you don't want things to be different. You don't want to change. And so it can be hard. But we saw Moses uh, accept this assignment to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And we saw God cultivate his calling in this section. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward a whole lot. (laughs) We arrive at the finished season. Mm -hmm. And this is where Moses, it's one of the saddest parts in the Bible, I think, other than the death of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is one of the really sad parts of the scriptures when we see that God uh, commanded Moses not to strike the rock, but to speak to the rock to allow Mm -hmm. water to come out. Mm -hmm. And he disobeyed God Mm -hmm. and that caused him to not go into the promised land. Mm -hmm. And so his season was finished. And a lot of people say that Moses failed, but Jordan, I actually think Moses actually finished really well Mm -hmm. because he had the next leader in place. Joshua was ready to go. 
he didn't just quit and walk away. Like he finished his assignment and then God was so kind at the very end of his story to allow him to go up to Mount Nebo one more time where he was able to see into the promised land. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, what an amazing picture that is for us that even when we finish something, we may not have seen the full fulfillment of it, Mm -hmm. but God's goodness and His grace are still in the midst of that season. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of just a little overview of the four seasons. Yeah, that's so good. I love the way you broke that down by Moses' story, but also I think we can all find ourselves, like you said, in these different seasons. And it makes so much sense why the separation one is the hardest because you're letting go Mm -hmm. or you're you know, kind of grieving what was, or you're leaving what was, you're separating from what you knew and you're moving into something new. And that's hard, but also it allows yeah. for those next, you know, pieces of cultivation and and ultimately God bringing the work he's doing in you to completion. So that's so good. I love the way you described that. It also, I think, helps us make sense of some of the like lost feelings that can come mm-hmm. in that like mm-hmm. transition season when you're like, where am I? What am I doing? And actually just being able to identify like, oh, well, this, this, this hurts so much or feels so uncomfortable because it's like a separation for me right now. Being able to just like put words to that. I think sometimes being able to articulate or make sense of where we're at just can bring a little bit more peace, even if it's uncomfortable or, you know, God's cultivating something in me. Just being aware of that is so good. So I love the way you broke that down. One other thing I want to ask about is I know you write that daily acknowledgement of where we are can help us stop holding on to the past or fearing the future and learn to embrace our now. How do we apply that in our actual life? How do you apply that in your own life? Yeah. So this year, uh, one of the things that I've been doing in my journal, as we have been waiting for our boys to come home and just this big transition place that has felt really discouraging is one of the things I felt like the Lord told me to do was to declare his goodness every single day. Mm -hmm. And so every day in my journal, I write, today I will see the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just like a a declaration that I personally have been just trying to declare over my life. And Mm so when we have daily acknowledgement, it looks like this. Mm -hmm. It looks like coming before God and just being honest, right? Like forget these Bible verse band-aids and, you know, the prayers that, you know, just feel like routine and things like that. Like just be honest with God. Tell Him how you feel in this place. Mm -hmm. Tell Him that you feel lost. Tell Him that you feel left out. Be super honest with God because there's nothing you could ever say to God that would catch Him off guard. Like Mm -hmm. I was talking to one of my daughters the other day. She told me something that she was feeling about God and she was like, I'm just afraid God's going to be mad at me. And I was like, Taylor, like God's not sitting up in heaven going, man, she really offended me today. Mm -hmm. Like that's not who God is, you know? And so just having that honesty with him, but then also acknowledging that God is with you, that God is for you, Mm -hmm. that God cannot lie. I'm telling you that, that one phrase, God cannot lie has Mm -hmm. stuck with me so much in this last year. Mm -hmm. And so just ask God, like, what do I need to declare right here and right now over my life? And then do it every single day. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, it's not going to bring the solution any faster. (laughs) It won't move the hand of God any faster, but it will allow your soul to get to a place where you can just kind of exhale and go, okay, this is where I'm at today and I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to accept it. And I'm going to trust and believe that when God says now and next, I'm going to be ready. Mm, That's so good. 
So, so good. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm soaking in all of this. And it's interesting because I feel like, like I mentioned before, these kind of in-between seasons can can really wear on you. Whether you are waiting for something to happen and you feel like you're just kind of stuck in life or you're in this huge change and like taking on new roles or, you know, like just finding yourself in a whole new place than you anticipated being or that's happening really fast. And it's interesting because I feel like I had a long waiting season and then a really fast transition going from yes. not being a mom <laughs> to now being a mom of two yeah. under yeah. seven, six months. Like it's a wow. really interesting, wild transition. And just leaning into some of this truth and wisdom, I think is so just refreshing and, and life-giving and necessary. And it also kind of helps you find your footing. I think when you can like lean into truth and also like, and learn to pause long enough to like embrace where you're at and, and look at these biblical characters and everything you've shared. I'm just like, Ooh, this is stuff I only, I needed to hear all of it. And I know so many women mm-hmm. do. So I'm really thankful just for the way you've laid this out and, and spoken so wisely and so intentionally and written a book on this topic. Cause I know it's so needed for so many. I would love just to kind of wrap up if you can share where we can hear more from you and where we can get the book you're new now. Yeah. So thank you for saying that, Jordan. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for you. I know this must feel like the most overwhelming season of your life right now. Like God was like, okay, now, now, now. Yeah. Literally. He really said 2023. (laughs) Yeah. And all at once. So yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be, this is what I've been telling myself. It's chaotic joy. Yeah. Okay. Chaotic joy. That's what you're going into. (laughs) Yeah. So I am really easy to find on the internet anywhere at Nikki Koziar's, but I also have a podcast called Lessons from the Farm. I don't post quite as much as you, Jordan. So (laughs) um, I... (laughs) consistency is one of my words that I'm working on. (laughs) And so, yeah, you can find me anywhere online, NikkiCozier.com. And again, we have that free assessment for you on my website that you can go take and find out what season you're in right now. Awesome. I love that. Well, Nikki, thank you for taking the time to be here. Thanks for everything you've shared. It's truly been so encouraging for me to hear, and I know it's going to bless so many. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. This has been so good. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.